You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Keith Sanderson, animal advocate, writer, and human companion to Max A. Pooch, canine crusader for animals and the environment. Max and I thank you for joining us, and we dedicate this episode as we dedicate every episode to those amazing people who work to save the lives and or improve conditions of companion, domestic, or wild animals. Long Island philanthropist and vocalist Donna Bender believes God gave her her beautiful voice in order to help others through acts of kindness. In her world, those others include God's four-legged creatures. When we return, we'll meet Donna and learn about what she is doing for an anti-puppy mill organization. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome, Donna, to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates. Hello, Keith. Thank you very much for having me. I'm really glad that you could be with us today. I want to tell our our audience that uh, you have a CD titled Christmas Giving of the Heart that includes 12 songs you recorded. And I listened to it, and I really have to congratulate you. The CD is outstanding. Your voice is beautiful. And I especially enjoyed listening to you sing, What Child Is This? Why did you record the CD, Donna? I understand there's an anti-puppy mill organization involved in this, too? Yes, yes. Well, the sole purpose of this project is for all of the profits from the sale of the CD that you just mentioned to go to National Mill Dog Rescue and otherwise known as NMDR, that's their abbreviation. I also want to educate the public about the cruel realities of the commercial dog breeding industry, which is also considered another name, puppy mills. And how did you become connected to the uh, National Mill Dog Rescue Organization? Well, it's interesting. I live on Long Island, and I was driving out east on the North Fork one day, and I happened to cut in traffic, of course, in the summer, and I came across some picketers in front of a pet store, so I stopped, and I met my now very dear friend, Barbara Dennehy, who was involved with changing New York State legislation regarding pet store sales on her own, and she's the one that turned me on to the amazing work that NMDR does. That's how I came connected to them and decided to have them be the beneficiary of the project. Well, that's great. And for our audience who may say, what's wrong with buying that cute little doggy in the window? Can you give us a little bit, a few reasons why maybe there is something wrong with that? Or definitely there's something wrong with that? Well, 
What the public doesn't know and what I'm trying to educate them is that pet stores buy from commercial dog breeders, a.k.a. puppy mills. They actually get them from a middleman in between the two of them. And what the public doesn't know is that when they go into a store and they say, oh, yes, we get them from a reputable breeder and they can give them papers because they do. That's necessarily true because it is legal. Commercial dog breeding is legal and governed under the U.S. Agricultural Department. So they are getting them from a breeder, but it's a commercial dog breeder. It's not the kind of breeder that you think that they're getting them from. That's the miscommunication part that people don't understand, a misunderstanding. I think sometimes people believe that just because the dog is registered, that they're purchasing from a pet store, it's sort of a warranty about their health and genetic qualities and things like that. Is that true? Yes, that is true. Remember, they are getting them from a commercial dog breeder and it is legal. So they do get papers, but those papers, it just pretty much shows what the the dog's name is and what the two, the parents are, but they're not the same kind of dog that you would be getting if you went to a reputable breeder, which I can explain to you what that difference is. Yeah. Would you do that? I think there's some confusion sometimes. Yes, yes, there definitely is. And, and, you know, I fell victim to this, my husband did rather, about a long, long time ago. We went into a pet store and I remember saying to him, you know, babe, I, I think that they, they kept them from commercial dog breeders and I don't think that's a good thing. I didn't even know exactly what that actually meant. Again, people need to be educated. Pet stores buy their puppies from brokers that get them from puppy mills. Rescuing a dog, I think, is always the best way to go, but you have the right to get a, a puppy if you want one. It's just you have to get it from a reputable breeder. And the simplest way that I can explain how to distinguish this is the dog that the breeder is breeding is their pet. It lives in their home not in a backyard, in a cage. You should be able to meet the owner, see the conditions the breeding dog is living under. Commercial dog breeders are now selling directly online, which is even scarier. They will ship you the dog and tell you that they are a reputable breeder, but they are a commercial dog breeder, which again, unfortunately, is legal and governed under the agricultural department. That's the best way to know the difference. Yeah, and you know, it's a good thing you brought that up because until just recently, the uh, online sale of dogs wasn't regulated by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Yeah, that just happened, I believe, in September, and that has made a change. And a lot of people who purchased online were really getting a dog that may come from even a worse puppy mill than the pet stores. And, that, is, uh, that is correct. The other upsetting part about that, Keith, is that even though they are governed under the U.S. Agriculture Department, people think that, okay, great, it's legal, the government is governing over it. And I have to tell you that the USDA's offer of Office of Inspector General recently released a report confirming that the USDA inspectors regularly ignore horrific suffering at commercial dog breeding facilities and allow the facilities to continue to operate unimpeded despite repeated violations of the Federal Animal Welfare Act. This is a quote right off the Humane Society website about commercial dog breeding bill facts. So that's what's a little upsetting about it is that it's legal and what they're actually, they're considered livestock. That's the sad part also. They're governed under the rules of livestock. These are domestic animals and they are considered livestock according to our government. And those rules and regulations that they fall under, they admittedly say that they don't even have the manpower to make sure that those very lenient rules and regulations are even adhered to. So unfortunately, it's this whole cycle that uh, is very hard to, to stop. And that's why people need to be educated. So don't buy from the pet store. If you want to be a ni- 100% or 99% sure, I can't say 100%, but 99% sure, don't buy from a pet store. Buy from a reputable breeder. And again, I, I gave those how you can tell what a reputable breeder is. Or 
rescue dogs. There's tons of rescues. Yeah, exactly. And there's breed rescue also. So if you do want yes, a purebred, right. uh, I think Absolutely. you, in fact, a lot of rescue uh, organizations, up to 20% of their dogs are purebred. So uh, yes. if you want a purebred dog, uh, in fact, my dog's a rescue dog, Max A. Pooches, and he came with papers. His owner relinquished him yes. when he was six months old, and along he came. I even have his AKC registration, which just means mm-hmm. his mom and dad were Labrador retrievers. It doesn't mean right. anything else. Hey, now, as in many animal advocacy stories, there's an animal in this story. Can you tell us about Lily? Yes, I can tell you about Lily. Lily, Keith, Lily is the reason Teresa Strader, the founder and CEO, started the organization National Mill Dog Rescue. She rescued her from a dog auction in Missouri. And prior to that day, Lily spent the first seven years of her life as a commercial dog breeding dog, also known, again, as I mentioned, puppy mills. Teresa was determined that Lily's years of misery was not going to be in vain, as it's up to her. She is now giving a voice to mill dogs across the country with this organization. You can go to their website and you can read more about Teresa's letter she wrote to that breeder that she rescued from Lily. And you can understand more about the birth of NMDR and how they came about and all about the other little pups. And what kind of dog is Lily? She is a miniature greyhound. After seven years, she was auctioned off. Now, who who would buy a a seven-year-old dog at an auction? There can't be much of a great life left ahead of a poor animal like that. I know. This is really sad. Actually, I had no idea about this until I became aware of of Teresa and her organization. The dogs, what they consider is that the dogs that are no longer considered to have any breeding ability. So the ones that they're breeding, the moms and the dads that make the puppies in the commercial dog breeding facilities, the ones they're breeding that they feel don't have a breeding life anymore. They can't make any more puppies. These are the dogs that go to auction. These are the dogs that NMDR rescues from further abuse. Now, what an auction is, is these breeders, either they take them in the back and kill them or they auction them and they figure we can maybe make another dollar off of them. They auction for five to ten dollars the most. And who comes to this auction? That's a very good question. I ask the same. Teresa was able to build a relationship with them enough where they allow her to come to them, these auctions, and rescue these dogs. You and I would not just be able to go off the street. The other people that go there are other breeders that maybe think they can get one more life cycle out of this dog. It's horrific. And some not-so-good people that aren't, are going to do not-so-good things, things that are so horrific and just ununderstandable how a human being could want to get a dog from these auctions and, and do horrible things to them. I mean, to, to, I don't want to get into it like too grossly, but there's dog fighting rings that need bait and, and so on and so on. And it's just horrible. And that's what she's saving them from, a life of that. Wow. So what happens then is this dog maybe lives for five to seven years, maybe having up to one or two, probably maybe even two litters a year. And then she's sold to maybe a dog fighting ring who then uses her as practice for the uh, fighting dogs. So that's that's one of that's one of the ways. Yep. Or, Or another breeder that thinks they can get another cycle out of them and they really can't. They overbreed them to begin with. You're not supposed to breed a dog two times a year. Right, right. No reputable breeder that I'm aware would ever do that. Well, we need to take a break right now for the sponsors who make Max A. Pooch's awesome animal advocates possible. And we'll be right back and hear how you can help end puppy mills and some other information about this great CD that Donna has produced. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Petco, where the pets go. 
Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available in iTunes. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. You can call in at 877-385-8882, or you can drop me an email to drjeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and hopefully we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates. I'm Keith Sanderson, your host, and our guest today is Donna Bender. Donna, in addition to purchasing your Christmas CD, how can our listeners help in puppy mills? Really, honestly, the best thing is to just educate yourself, but don't buy from a pet store. It's kind of that simple. Don't buy from a pet store, buy from a reputable breeder, or save a dog. That's how you can help. Because unfortunately, they're never going to end completely. The government's not going to say pet stores can't sell dogs because they're taking away people's right to make a living. That's how it's kind of viewed as. But if the consumer stops buying, then the pet store goes out of business. And if the consumer stops buying online directly, then the puppy mills also go out of business that way. The other way that people can help is just to go online and educate yourself about different organizations like National Mill Dog Rescue. Donate directly to them, right to their website. It's www.milldogrescue.org. Buying my CD helps too because all the profits are going to them also. But there are plenty of other organizations that also support the ending of puppy mills or saving dogs. That's great advice. Now, when we began talking, you mentioned that you became aware of puppy mills because you saw some people demonstrating. And were they demonstrating in front of a pet store, trying to increase awareness about where puppies come from? Is that what they were doing? Yes. The goal behind demonstrating picketing in front of a pet store is to get people not to go in. And they are successful. I know here on Long Island, Barbara Dennehy, who I had mentioned, heads this whole type of picketing. It took them two years. She has girls that work every Saturday and Sunday at a specific pet store and they alternate and took about two years to just close one pet store. In Suffolk County alone is about 133 pet stores. That's insane. It's heart-wrenching to know that. It took two years to close one down, but one person, one story, one day and one effort and they did it. 
Wow, that's amazing. Over 100 pet stores in one county. It's mm-hmm. got to be a lot of volume because if I'm a retailer, I got to be turning over a lot of merchandise in order to pay just pay the rent, I would imagine, on Long Island. Yes. Mm-hmm. They get them. They Well, they also, you have to remember, when you're buying them from a pet store, you may be paying 1500 to 2000 for it. They're probably paying three to 400 And the the middleman, the broker they're getting it from, what they're selling them at the commercial dog breeder may be fifty to a hundred dollars. So it's the markup. When you buy a dog from a reputable breeder, you're spending fifteen hundred to two thousand also, but you're getting it directly from them. Wow, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. You know, I, I sometimes think that Max may have come from a puppy mill because why would anyone get rid of a six month old registered dog they paid maybe up to two thousand dollars for unless it was an impulse buy and they just wanted to get rid of it. In a position that you're in where you rescue from a rescue organization, you really don't know where the dog came from. But thank God you, you rescued him, Keith. <laughs> right. Well, he, he changed my life. And Do you yeah, have any dogs, do. Donna? I do. I have one dog. She's on the cover of the, uh, of the CD if you've got a chance to look at her. Her name is oh. Ellie. She, the one we with got the antlers, right? Yeah. <laughs> one with the antlers. <laughs> Doesn't she look like she's loving it, too? Yeah. <laughs> she's actually yeah. visible. She was not, well, that, not so happy with the antlers. <laughs> But I got her six years ago from a reputable breeder on Long Island, actually happens to be a friend of ours. I would have rescued a dog, but I did not know at the time so much about rescue. Although I, when I was growing up, we always rescued dogs, but we wanted, my husband wanted a puppy and he wanted something that was hypoallergenic because he's highly allergic. But I did know to go to a reputable breeder and she is from a reputable breeder. I went to their home. I saw that she was their pet. I saw that her mother, Ellie's mom, I saw the environment she lived in. That is what a reputable breeder is. You need to be able to go see it. And most likely, the breeder wants to meet you. They're giving you their, you know, grandchild, so to speak. They want to meet you. They want to know where that dog is going, how it's going to be treated. A lot of times, they'll stay in touch with you. Right. And many times, if for some reason uh, you have to give the dog up, they'll want it back rather than see it go to uh, someplace that might not be a happy ending for it. Yes. Hey, uh, to change the subject a little bit, you know, when I was looking at your CD, I noticed that you dedicated it to your father. And in the dedication, you write, thank you, Daddy, for teaching me to close my eyes and feel my way. And, you know, that really struck me. Your father must have been quite the man. It sounds like he had quite an influence on you. Can you tell us about him? Sure. Yeah, he was really special. I don't know if you had a chance to go to my website or not, but my whole bio is there. I was adopted from Italy when I was six and a half months old through Angel Guardian Home in Brooklyn and Italian immigration to Louise and Harry Bender of Massapequa, Long Island, where I've lived my entire life. My dad, interestingly, was legally blind from birth. So when I grew up, through him, I learned not to judge people by their cover. He was not able to judge anyone from their appearance. Although he was blind, he and my mom founded and grew his insurance agency to the number one agency on Long Island. So I also was taught that limitations and excuses are not a reason to not be the best you can be or be successful. And he was an amazing inspiration and also an amazing animal lover. (laughs) We had plenty of them. He was a great man, and I was very blessed to be adopted into a wonderful home. You know, I didn't know that part about it, but I can really relate to that. When I was in college, I had an eye injury, and I, I was immobilized in the hospital for almost two weeks with patches on my eyes so I couldn't see. And all I could go by is the sound of someone's voice. There was a young boy, I thought maybe 11 in my room. We, it was a semi-private room. And we got along fine talking about fishing and everything. When I had my patches removed, I found out that he was a, a mentally handicapped adult. 
And I was never as comfortable talking to him, knowing, because I, my conversation became fake. You know, like, how do I talk to this man? But when I didn't see him, I, it was just like, how do you talk to an 11-year-old? You talk, you know, exactly. It was it. Was it. That's, that's, that's it. exactly correct. Exactly. When you're in that environment your entire life, it just becomes a part of you. It's second nature for me. And wow, it was, it's a blessing. It really well, creates a certain sense of sympathy and just not judgmental. I, I really don't judge people at all by, by how they look. That is a great story. And uh, Donna, I ask each of my guests this question. And how, with all the human misery there is in the world, can you spend time, money, and resources advocating for animals? I know a lot of animal advocates do get asked this question by people who sometimes aren't as understanding. Mm-hmm. That's a very good question, Keith. Very good. Well, there are at least 70 means-tested poverty programs in this country to help unfortunate people. There are no programs, to my knowledge, like that for animals. We humans domesticated animals. We made them dependent on us. We have to take care of them. We have to be their voice. The government is helping the humans. Philanthropists like me, I like to say, need to help help the animals. That's kind of how I, how I feel about that. Well, that's a great answer, and uh, it's certainly one that I think reflects on someone who's kind, because uh, as another guest on the program told me, is that kind people are kind to everyone, not just people or animals. So, right. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I, I thought that was a, a very good answer. Now, make sure, now, how can I order the CD? Well, currently, you can order it from my website, www.donnabender.com, and my name is spelled not the traditional way of Donna. It's D-A-H-N-A, and then Bender, B-E-N-D-E-R, donnabender.com. Or you can get it, you can get the physical CD from there, or the physical CD from CD Baby, but it's actually available on all digital downloads. Amazon, iTunes, again, CD Baby, anywhere you buy your digital downloads, you can get it. It's available. Hopefully, we're going to get it into some stores when it's closer to Christmas. We're, We're working on that right now, trying to get someone to want to sell it in their store. Well, I think anyone who, you know, who's listening and they're looking for a, a CD with good traditional Christmas songs, this would be really a good one to buy. It does two things. Yeah. One, your voice is beautiful and Thank it's you. a pleasure to listen to it. And then the second thing is, wow, when can you buy a beautiful thing, maybe as a gift or a stocking stuffer, and also at the same time be helping an organization like the National Mill Dog Rescue? Exactly. So, I agree. so again, yeah. So <laughs> <second> again, <laughs> what's the uh, address for National Mail? It's www.milldogrescue.org, and mine is www.donabender.com. D A H N A B E N D E R dot com. Well, I hope uh, everyone who hears this goes out and purchases the CD or downloads it. And, gee, we've run out of time. Max Apooch and I want to thank you, Donna, for being with us today. Thank you so much, Keith. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your show and care about what I'm doing and letting the world know that this is something that everyone needs to take part in and, and do their part and help. I really thank you. And you're welcome. So have a good day and sell a million CDs. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We want to thank you, our listeners, for spending your valuable time with us. You're all fantastic, and we hope you tell your friends about 
Awesome Animal Advocates. And a special thanks to Mark Winter, co-founder and executive producer of Pet Life Radio, and our sponsors for making this episode of Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates possible. I'm Keith Sanderson, host and creator of Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates, saying thank you to all those animal advocates who work so hard on behalf of those who can't speak for themselves. Max A. Pooch gives them five big tail-wagging woofs. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.